Welcome back to Quiet Moments with Quilla, Redefining Life's Chaos, a bi-weekly podcast where I, Quilla, share many of the chaotic moments that I've had in my life. And I take the time to reevaluate, to redefine those moments, looking through God's view, seeing how he was and is always there. I never took the time to reevaluate what I was going through until now, and it makes so much sense. When you redefine something, you give it a new meaning and a new interpretation. The world wants you to feel out of control. But God's will, God's will is that you put your trust in him with no other major instructions needed. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, New Living Translation says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So, let's take the time together and redefine chaos because it is sure to come, but God is surely, surely great. Y'all, this episode is going to be a little different. It's going to have a little twist to it. Um, we're not going to talk about, well, we might, but this one's going to be a little different because we're going to give you guys a little break from listening to people's, you know, chaos and how they've gotten through and what the Lord has done for them. We are really going to dig deep into this word, chaos. We're also going to kind of dig deep into this word, redefine, because we need some tools on how to do it. We can, I can tell you all day, my guests can tell you all day, you know, Jesus did it. We, we trusted and he did it, but there's not enough depth to that, you know. Um, we need to understand that chaos is necessary. We need to understand how to change our perspective, how to uh, reevaluate some things, how to go back, change our perspective, start fresh, start new. We, we just need some tactical, tactical steps. And my guest today is, y'all know, I think I've thrown out the word friend <laughs> way more times than I normally do. However, <laughs> this one here, this one here, she sneaks, she sneaks slick with her words, her words of wisdom. You think you're minding your business, she'll catch you in the hallway at church. Say a couple words and keep walking and you just stuck in the hallway with the, with the two or three little words she said and she going <laughs> on like she ain't saying nothing. Um, she, oh y'all, she's, she's good for it. She's, um, she's a dynamic speaker, um, excellent educator just all around fun chit chatter. I call with a question, one question, one yes or no question. We are gonna be on the phone for 30, 45, 55, 75 minutes because, <laughs> because she just, she goes, she goes. But you know what, it's, it's great that there's always wisdom to be um, caught in that. There's always revelation to be caught in everything that she says. So, you know, download this episode, save this episode. You're going to want to go back and listen to it. Take notes because she's going to get you. Okay. My guest today is none other than Miss T.L. Blythers. Tamika. <laughs> Tamika Blythers. I'm sure. What do the students call you? Miss Tamika or Miss Blythers? Miss Blythers. Okay. All right. So we have Miss Blythers. Um, 
you know what? I'm gonna let you. Can you give my audience a short bio, please, ma'am? Uh, I'm an educator, author, transformational speaker, um, dreamer, writer, uh, strong believer, and faith walker. Been an educator for um, for about 20, 25 plus years now. This is like my 25th year teaching. So I've had an extraordinary year um, this year, different, different kind of year um, than from other years. So that's pretty much it um, in the summing it up as far as who I am and continuously evolving into what God has called me to be. And I like to uh, label myself as a lifelong learner. I'm always willing to learn, always want to learn. And whatever I learn, I like to help others. And so my purpose is to encourage and to provide people with uh, an injection of balance and empowerment. So that's who I am. See, see y'all? See that, that intro? Excellent. Couldn't have said better myself. That's why I didn't say it. I'm gonna tell her own intro because she does it so effortlessly and so articulately. You know, um, all right, Miss Tamika Blinders, can you, we, I'm, I'm really literally just going to kind of jump straight into the meat of everything. So, yes, we can jump right into it. So, you know, the premise of the podcast is redefining chaos. People have experienced some, some crazy things, some tumultuous things, some life changing situations, you know. Some straight out, as I say, straight out the gate, you know, some straight from birth, some just over the years, hit after hit after hit, chaos, turmoil, turbulence, stuff, um, and trying to redefine that, sometimes you don't, you don't want to, it, it kind of is what it is, it happened, you did not like it, um, you're trying to wonder why God allowed it, why God is allowing it. I know now in hindsight there's purpose in everything. There's purpose even in the chaos. But can you share, can you share a little bit on your thoughts on what what do you define chaos as? How do you define chaos? I define chaos as being um, static, uh, craziness unbalanced, um, a combination, a mixture of things that are, that are out of the norm, mm-hmm. that, that knocks us off, off of our balance, um, whether it's our physical balance or if it is a spiritual balance, mental balance, all of that. Chaos. Um, visualize a nice long um, bundle of yarn and you start pulling the string and how it just comes out effortlessly and then you'll have several different people coming in who need um, some pieces of that string and everyone's pulling in different directions so all of a sudden now the strings that were melodious twined together they're all balled up and now you need a piece and you go to it 
and you have to find that beginning point to pull it out and you can't that's cake that's chaos everything is balled up so then we have to say well how, how do i even uh fix not so much as fix this ball how do i find that starting point how do i find that starting point and it's almost as if you're saying how do i find the the, the starting point to, to begin to iron out the chaos in our life in our lives because chaos i really like what you said chaos can has has started or it did start at the beginning of someone's life so we're talking about um the fear the anxiety and trauma things like that that causes that chaos in our lives and i think what happens is we think that if we don't address it it'll just go away and it'll and it will get better for us but little do we know is this it takes hard work first of all we have to make we have to make a decision to say hey I need to straighten out this chaos that's going on in my life. First of all, we have to identify and know that it is chaos mm-hmm. and then to understand what type of chaos it is. So define the chaos and then put strategies into place. Well, who's here in my close circle who can help me with this chaos? Why am I going through this chaos? Why do I feel the chaos? Have I identified the chaos? And then what strategies can help me out of this chaos? Is it long-term? Is it short-term chaos? And so just recently, I had a, uh, a colleague to share with me the truth of, well, a definition of um, not addressing triggers and traumas in our lives. Wow, yes. And I was, I, I was really setting myself up to say, okay, he's going to tell me something that I've heard before. And I love stories and I teach and I speak in similes and metaphors, um, figurative language, all of that. And the way that he broke it down to me, and it was because he said that um, he was listening to a, a radio show and there was a therapist on there who actually talked about what it's like not to address traumas and triggers. And so he said, think about this, Ms. Blyders. He said, um, what are some dishes, what are some of your favorite dishes that you like, that you cook? So, well, you know, I like spaghetti. I like chili. And then a nice pot of collard greens. And he said, if you think about it, he said, those three dishes, if you take them, put them in a plastic container, put them in the freezer for like a day or so, they get frozen. He said, there are some dishes that taste better after several different several days mm-hmm. in the in the freezer because all of those flavors they marinate together so just think about what that chili tastes like after maybe like a week or so or two weeks you know being in that that freezer safe container he said you take it out you thaw it out uh put, put it in the in the microwave he said it's just as fresh it tastes just as fresh as it did the first day that you cooked it i said exactly he said the therapist stated that's just like our traumas and triggers. We take them away. We take them and we put them away. Let them sit there. Oh, wow. And they're in a solid state. And then what happens when they become unthawed? They're still as fresh as they were when they occurred. 
traumas and triggers. Yes, ma'am. And th- and that's what a lot of us, that's what we've been doing. We haven't been addressing them or we're waiting for other people to address them. But why? Because it's hard. I don't want to do it. I don't want to face the fact that, you know, I went through abuse or, you know, I was psychologically burned, uh, emotionally burned by relationships in the past. And, and, you know, I feel insecure. I have low self-esteem. All of those things that all of those different issues that we deal with. So what we want to do is we want to put them in our in that freezer safe container and put them in the freezer, thinking that if we put them away like that, they'll go away. No, because what's going to happen is someone is going to come along and take those containers out of the freezer and those triggers and traumas are going to unthaw. And guess what? when we lift the lid off of them, they're just as fresh as they were 5, 10, 15 20, 25, 30 years ago. There are some 50-year-old people who still have childhood issues, things that they haven't dealt with in their childhood. So with that chaos, it's all about how we perceive that chaos. And we have to understand it's not going to go away until we make an effort to face it. I know it's hard to face I know it's hard to face. I know it's hard to talk about. And so so many people feel like, well, if I don't talk about it, guess what? It's going to go away. No, it's not. The moment that someone comes around and mention one or two words, guess what? I remember the last conversation that you and I had on the phone. You said trigger, 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 trigger. <laughs> yep. And, 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 and that's exactly what it does. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand that chaos is a part of life. It's almost as if chaos is necessary because it provides some type of balance. And that is an opportunity. When we start seeing chaos as an opportunity, instead of, oh my Lord, what is it now? What's going on now? Well, here's the deal. If we never have any trouble or any chaos, how can we put our faith into action? How can we put the word of God into action? It's just like, if I never use a muscle, then why would I expect that muscle to work for me when it's time for me to lift a certain box or to do a certain exercise? That's the reason why people go to the gym, to work out muscles that they've never had before. So then when they come across some type of physical chaos, guess what? That those muscles can help to save them. And I think a lot of times we spend so much time trying to avoid chaos at all costs. No, 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 no chaos, no trouble, nothing whatsoever. It's almost as if we want this perfectly balanced, positive, good life at all times, which that that's ideal. But because we have to deal with other people, because if we think about it, the, 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 the commandments in the Bible deals with having relationships with other people. Yes. So God knew that we were going to have to ha- be relational with other people. We have to learn how to get along with other people. First of all, we have to learn how to get along with God. We have to learn to get along with ourselves. Then we have to learn how to get along with people. So we spend so much time trying to avoid that the, the chaos 
And then oftentimes, we have to realize that sometimes we cause the chaos. Oh man, talk about it. If I have not addressed a trauma or a trigger or a fear or anxiety in my life, that can actually set me up to be in more chaos. Because you haven't dealt with your triggers, you don't mm -hmm. know what's going to add on to them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh exactly. 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 This, this thing called life is peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. And we need to learn how to ride through the peaks and valleys, how to get through the peaks and valleys. And I'm not saying that we should be sitting, but we, well, I do know that there are people who sit around when everything is smooth flowing and going in their lives. It makes them nervous because they're so used to being in chaos. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so it's like, okay, this is too good to be true. I know something wrong is going to happen. I'm just waiting for that one phone call. I'm waiting for that one email. I'm waiting for that one knock at the door. Who wants to live their life? That's chaos. That's chaotic. Dysfunctional chaos right there. So it's like, it's almost as if we have to go in and reprogram and reset the default in our minds, our hearts, and our spirits. Because what has happened is triggers and traumas have knocked off our default. Because if you think about it, with the default, the things that God placed inside of us, automatically, we, we're set to think positive. But of course, you know, through the different traumas, it has actually messed up the default meter, so to speak. So now our default meter is just kind of like widgety and all over the place. But what we have to understand is we are in control. We are in control of our lives. Not the chaos, not the triggers, not the traumas. Yes, trouble's going to come up. And what we have to do is Stand firm, swallow, breathe, and then say, okay, have I been through this before? If so, what did I do to make it out, make it out the last time? Because it's only human for us to automatically go to a default of, of connection. We want to connect. It. We want to connect it to a past experience. That's just like if we if we first meet someone, automatically we have the, the initial conversation of okay, who do you know? Who do you know? To make that connection. So whenever chaos arises, make a connection to okay, have I been through this before, or has someone close to me been through this? And if so, what steps did they take? in order to come out of that chaos. If it was you who, if it was you yourself, think about what steps did you go through or did we, I, us, you, stick our heads in the sand and say, you know what, I'm just gonna let it ride. I'm just, I'm just gonna see what's gonna happen. You know, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just gonna see. Did we pray our way through it? Did we walk through it? Did we cry through it? Um, did we 
Did we accuse other people? Did we have no accountability? It, that's, all of that plays a, a very important part. You know, what part am I taking? Should I take in this chaos? With triggers, trauma, fear, anxiety, all of that. And so um, I think I've told this story before, but it is so fitting to so much that goes on in our lives. Um, uh, it's a story, not a story, well, in, in, in the 80s, it was in the 70s, I think it was 1979. Um, my mom and dad, they would call over a babysitter. And that babysitter, um, she would stay with us like that Friday night when my mom and dad go to the movies, go to dinner or whatever. Um, I think I was, I, I was like nine years old. And there was a movie that came out and it was about a babysitter who was staying at home with some young children. And she started receiving these very weird phone calls. And so the weird phone calls, they continued. They were like prank phone calls. And she would answer the phone. She was like, hello, who is it? Who is it? And so a very creepy voice would, would say, have you checked the children? Have you checked the children? And so it went on through the night, went on through the night. And the children, they were up, they were upstairs asleep. And so she was downstairs watching television and working on some homework. She was young, young teenager um, babysitting. And so finally, um, another call came in and she picked up the phone and she was like, who is it? And then so by that time, um, it was the police officer because previously she had called the police and told them that someone was calling and they wanted to trace the phone call. And so they had traced the phone call and she picked it up. She said, who is it? And then the police officer said, ma'am, we traced the phone call. The phone call is coming from within your home. That is equivalent to the chaos, traumas and triggers in our lives. Sometimes the call is coming from within our own house, from, our, from within our own house. So it's not so, it's not so much as what others are doing to us. Have we, have we picked up the call? Have we dealt with the call that these triggers and traumas and fear and anxiety is, is, is calling us? They're calling us every single day. And until we silence the voice, what we have to do is we have to cut it off two ways, at the neck and at the knees. And I would highly suggest that you pull out the, the, the vocal cord of it. Silence it. Mute it. Forever. And we have that power. We have that power. So for me, um, that's how we redefine chaos. Because what happens is, this is what the human brain does. The, the human brain tends to blow things up, make it more than what it really seems. Because God has given us such a strong imagination. And if you think of imagination, the image, the picture. So when something goes down, we tend to blow it up, make it worse than what it really is so what we have to do is that's how we can go in and redefine that chaos what we want to do is shrink shrink down the image deal with the chaos silence the voices that we're hearing silence the voices that silence, silence the, the negative voices that we're hearing mm -hmm. that's what we should do Knock it down at the neck and at the knees. I like that one. You know, and I was being very, 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 uh, <laughs> very nice. 
I really wanted to say cut it off two ways at the neck and at the knees. Yeah, cut it off. Because you know, take take the head off and then cut the legs off. You don't want it to talk or walk anymore. Oh my god. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, mm-hmm. ma'am, yes, ma'am, mm-hmm. yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So you know what? All right, cut it off at the neck and the knees. You don't want it to talk, you don't want it to walk. Do you have That's right. um maybe like favorite scriptures or like go-to scriptures for cutting it off at the neck and the knee you know something just chop chop real quick put it out there and that's that's that one-two kicker when chaos Um, comes because sometimes we can catch uh it you know sometimes Uh we can catch it um Uh sometimes we just look up and we in it exactly one of my favorite scriptures um over in the book of romans where it talks about nothing can separate you from the love of god there should don't let a creature, don't let spirits, principalities, don't don't let anything separate you from the love of God. When you know that you know what He said about you, what creature, two-legged, three-legged, four-legged creature, gonna tell me no? And then on top of that, that creature, we're gonna give that creature power. And a lot of times, when it comes to abuse whether it's mental, emotional, psychological, sexual, anything. It's not about the act, it's about the power. Absolutely. And once we get that power back, guess what? You just silence the chaos. You just silence the chaos. You just silence the chaos. We just silence the chaos. Definitely cut that neck off. Uh Uh-huh, so that's one of, that is one, definitely, one of my go-tos right there when I'm like you know what I'm not going to let nothing separate me from the love from the from what he says how he has made me beautifully wonderfully made that's how I am I'm not going to let anything anything keep me from what God has destined for my life mm-hmm. wow also now in just you know the years of you and I knowing each other and talking I know you're big on changing your perspective you know Mm -hmm. I can share some things with you and you're like all right so how about looking at it like you know x y and z and I'm Mm -hmm. thinking yeah no nope because that's not what I see so you know um how do we train our minds maybe like as you said reset the default how do we train our minds to change our perspectives because mm-hmm. what we see is what we see we cannot deny what we see but how do we change the narrative in our minds so that we mm-hmm. can respond differently you know mm-hmm. um, I don't it's, it's hard enough experiencing chaos but experiencing it you know mental physical emotional whichever and if you cannot redefine it, redefine it until years, decades later, mm-hmm. all it has taken is just exhausting. You know, mm-hmm. how do we in the midst of the, maybe mm-hmm. we can't do it in the midst of immediately mm-hmm. thereafter say, boom, mm-hmm. I, I gotta nope. I can't stay in this mindset of defeat. I can't stay mm-hmm. in this mindset of turmoil, of chaos, how do mm-hmm. I reset that default so that I can mm-hmm. redefine it 
define it or change my perspective almost in the midst of it if 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 possible how do i do that mm-hmm. how do we mm-hmm. i think first we need to start asking ourselves whose report will we believe Amen. whose report will we believe we are always in we are constantly bombarded with what social media says, mm-hmm. what the newspaper, what the magazine says, what television says, the images. I'm telling you, images are very powerful. Okay. Images are very, very, very powerful. And we have to be intentional. We have to be intentional with our thinking and what we see and everything. And so I always have to ask people, are you getting what you're expecting? Are you getting what you're expecting? And if not, you have the power to change that. Here's the thing. A lot of people think that they don't have the power to change the momentum in their lives. If you don't, if you don't like the results that you're getting, you have the power to change that. Well, how do you do that? You are a product of your expectations. What are you expecting? What are you expecting? You're going to get what you expect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're not expecting much, you're not going to get much. And we can't be upset with that. Wow. That it just, it just, it's just plain and simple. You know, there are some point, there are some points of impact that I believe that super serves our lives that can help us shift and change with that perspective. One thing I will say is, think about a fisherman. There are different types of fishermen. And with these with these fishermen, they have an expectation to catch certain type of fish. You have freshwater fish, you have saltwater fish. You have different tools that you need to use, depending on if you're fishing in a pond, a lake, a stream, a river, an ocean. Let's just say there are some things that you're not going to find in a lake that you'll find in the ocean because the depths are totally different. The depths are totally different. There are some creatures, some swimming creatures that are found possibly 200 feet down in the water in the ocean that can't be found in a lake. You can find a big bass, a big trout in a lake. But if you go into the ocean to find that, you're not going to find that. So when it comes to chaos and that perception, you have to believe, okay, what am I believing for? How deep are your beliefs? How deep are, how deep are, number one, how deep are your beliefs? And who helped to shape your beliefs? What formed your beliefs? Because we, what we have to do is, we are we are responsible for our own lives if something's not working for you you have the power to go in and and say i need to reshape my perception my belief what's going on i think that like i said there are nine points of impact that helps to serve our life and help to shape to shape our perception and i put it in an an acronym called vow v-o-w the v stands for vision do you have to change your vision if you're trying to shift your perception yes you do 
what's coming in through your eye gates. What are you looking at every single day? What are you reading? What are you watching on television? Are you sitting around watching Real Housewives? Or are you watching the news? Or are you watching the stock market? But yet you're expecting to you're expecting to, to be in real estate. You're expecting to be a consultant. You, you may be expected to be a professor. You may be expected to own your own business. Well, are, do you have the, the correct things coming through your eyes to shift your perspective your your perspective your perspective? So you've got vision, then you got voice. Who are you listening to? What are we listening to? Do we think that we can listen to the word of God for five minutes once a week and think that this is going to uh, get down into us and that we can we can, it can make a very um, a deep change in our lives? Probably not. Will it change a little? Yes, it will. And then the value. This one is very important. What do you value in life? I remember a minister saying, give me your checkbook. He said two things. Let me check your checkbook. That's when checkbooks were very popular. He said, he said, let me check your checkbook, your, your bank account, and your garbage. He said, if I can go through your trash and your bank account, I'll be able to see exactly what you value in life. Because that's where we spend our money. So those three things, your vision, voice, and value, that can shift your perspective about your life, where you want to be. Then the O, options. What options do you have? Because God, he's, he's beginning to open doors. But yet we're possibly still sitting there saying, well, you know, um, I can't do it because you know what? We're scared. Uh-huh. We have anxiety. We got traumas holding us back. So now guess what? We're creating our own chaos. Yeah. And then opportunities. It's the difference between options and opportunities. We got choices and chances, choices and chances. What choices do I have? And then what chance am I going to take? It's nothing wrong with taking a chance. Well, what if I don't make it? What if you do? I mean, if you know, I mean, hey, just if you don't make it, just start back over. But what if you do make it? Take it higher. Add to, add to it. Yeah. Exactly. And then we have obsessions. You know, you want to be relentless in your pursuit. Relentless. And even when it comes to changing our mindset, we have to be relentless. And it goes back to my favorite scripture over in Romans. There is nothing that can I know what God has said about me. I will not let people tell me otherwise. Because what happens is, oftentimes, people give you they say things, they'll give you advice based on what they would do. Yeah. So guess what? If they're scared, they're going to give you scary advice. And that's the reason why we have to be extremely careful with who we share our visions and goals with. It goes back to whose voice are we listening to? Who are we watching? It used to be a time, this was many, many years ago, Hey, I felt good being the smartest person in the room. But then as I matured in the word and just matured in life, I didn't like that. 
there was no value to it for me. Now I love being in a room where I'm, I'm the dumbest one in the room and I feel so insecure because I have something to reach for. Uh-huh. It, gives, it gives me an opportunity to shift my perspective because once it came on that So you have to be obsessed with saying, you know what? Okay, I've got to change my mindset. I've got to change my mindset. Okay, I know that mama and said this. I know what it looks like in my bloodline, but guess what? I can be the first one. I can be the first one. I can be the first one. Because all, all the successful people that we see in life, guess what? Either there was somebody before them in their, in their family's bloodline who was the first one, or either they're the first one. It's okay being the first one. It's okay saying, I want to have a normal, functional life. Right. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to practice normal verbiage to say, you know what? I don't like arguing. I don't like fussing. I don't like fighting. So we're talking. So now we're talking about unballing the strings in that ball of yarn to make it to make it easy, to make it nice. Okay. And then we have the W's that will help in our lives to shift our the word of God, studying the word of God will definitely shift our perspective. And once we study the word of God, the word of God gives us wisdom. And that wisdom is going to help us to be able to handle that chaos also. Because then a lot of times with chaos, people will bring chaos to us because that's what they're used to doing. And then sometimes it's because they don't mean to or either things are so functional where they have to create a chaotic environment so and i hear a lot of times there are some people that say you know what i got my i I gotta protect my peace i gotta protect my peace we have to make sure that we are making peaceful decisions we have to make sure that we're that we're making peaceful decisions that's where that wisdom comes in so we've got word wisdom and we are wise to worship worship the king who who's able to give us the strategies to say you know what okay so yeah you lived like this the first half of your life what about the second half of your life okay you i know it's chaotic you went through the trauma and triggers now you're ready to face them put some strategies in place talk to some close friends get some therapy talk to counselors talk to pastors you know work on it plug in more self-care and next thing you know, we're looking up and we have shifted. That default has, now we've got we've got some management with that default. No longer is the default speedometer haywire. Now is some balance. Wow. I, yeah, okay. Yeah, you did it again. Yeah. I get notes. I take notes all the time. <laughs> oh, and you and you know what? I, with this chaos, you have brought so many things to the forefront for me. Redefining that chaos, you know, it's all about growing and grooming ourselves, you know, through that. Growing and grooming. Growing and grooming. Growing and grooming. So, okay. So, you just gave us the the nine points of impact. Okay. With, your, with the vow nine points of impact that you just shared, you know, um, vision, voice, value, mm-hmm. options, opportunities, obsessions, 
mm-hmm. word of God, wisdom, and worship. Yes. Okay. Now, you have a book out um, further elaborating on those nine points of impact, correct? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's tell, right. Me, tell, me, yeah. tell me about that. What, where did that mm-hmm. kind of come from? What, what's that mm-hmm. about? Oh wow, that is that is a loaded question. And, but it's I a good question. It. I, I mean, I just I'm so super excited about it. And, oh, not because it's a book, because really, if you think about it, I, you know, everybody got a book now. You know, it's 951 trillion books out there. Everybody got a book. <laughs> oh, everybody got a book. They got an e-book. They got a oh, they got books, 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 books. So there is no excuse for us not to be. Uh, 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 educated people. <laughs> oh, everybody got a book. Everybody got a book. You know. Yes, ma'am. So, it is, so, so anyway, but this one right, this one right here, it is. Uh, I transitioned out of the classroom in 2010. Crazy idea that, and it was nobody but God who said, "Look." What you're going to do is you're going to become a children's author. First of all, I want you to launch this consulting business. And um, this was in the midst. This is when the so-called recession started, like in 20, like 2009, 2010. And I'm sitting in my, in my what was what was going to be my home office at that time. It was just an empty bedroom. And so uh, he was like, OK, go ahead and create the, the consulting business. And then you're going to go on tour with this children's book that you're going to write. And I'm like, well, what's the, what's the name of it? So, I mean, he's just popping off all this stuff to me. And I taught it. And so I cashed in my Georgia teacher's retirement to pursue that dream. Yes, walked away with a check of like, it was less than $50,000. And so um, when I told everybody what I was going to do, it was like, well, you going to do what? Well, well, how was that going to do whatever, whatever? So while I was out touring with that children's book, I came across adults and the youth. They asked me, they said, well, um, they said, what about us? They said, what about us? I said, okay, I'll go back, go back to the drawing board and I'll write something for you guys, I promise. And I had these young people pulling me over to the side in, in conferences and they were asking, they said, um, Miss Tamika, Miss Tamika, could you please help me? Could you please tell me how you got where you got today to this point? And I had to have a ready answer for them. And I remember answering those young people. Young people, you got to vow not to quit. You got to vow not to give up. You got to vow that you know what, I'm going to get this done. No matter what the people say, I vow I'm going to get it done. And of course, we know that a vow is a pledge. It's a promise. And so I said, well, years on down the road, I said, a vow is a promise. I said, with that V, and I mean, all of a sudden, God just started, he just started downloading vision, voice, and value. And then the O, options, opportunities, obsessions. And then the W, um, word, worship, wisdom. I was like, hey, I said, if we think about it, those are nine points of impact that works in every aspect of our lives. And so let's put it into practice. Let's just say um, you're about to go through surgery. I guarantee you, you gotta check your vision, your voice, and what you value. Mm -hmm. What what are you obsessed about? What are your options? What are your opportunities? 
What word are you reading? Who are you worshiping? What are you being wise about? Okay, let's shift it to another practical something in life. Uh, you're going through a divorce. Okay, you're about to have a baby. You just got pregnant. You're about to get married. Um, you just got a you just got a, a cancer diagnosis, a illness diagnosis. Guess what? You better check your vision, voice. What do you value? And all of those things. And so God was like, look, I guarantee you, if the people put it to a test, vow, and it's actually called vow, nine points of impact, transformational guide to greater. And I was like, oh, great. I was like, what? I was like, okay. And and what it is, it's like, it's like a thin little guide. It's a manual. And it's sliced up into three sections. And so that first section deals with the V, second section, the O, the third section, the W. And then at the end of each section, I love it. You have key points and it's, it's riddled with scriptures. At, at the end of each section, well, actually at the end of each uh, point of impact, you have questions to consider. What are you obsessed with? What is your normal? Do you need to upgrade it? Is it functional? Who are you fighting? Why is it worth fighting? What are, you, what are you fighting for? What are you trying to conquer? At the end of each section, there's a, a, a endpoint pack. It's an endpoint impact point, you think. And it is something that's called revelations, resolutions, and revolutions. So this right here is not about um, a one-time good read. It's a guide to greater. It's almost as if it's a journal. It's a journal to help you to get on track. And then also it's a reflective piece in there where it's called uh, reflections, where hmm, seeing, saying, and getting. It's a difference in what you're seeing, what you're saying, and what you get. But there's a correlation because you're gonna get what you see. You're gonna get what you say. And that's it. And this, and it's a perfect study guide for anyone. And I like it because usually I'm intimidated by thick books. It's a real little thin book. It's perfect for girl studies, youth studies, all of that. It's transformational guide to greater. And it can actually help to address uh, the chaos. And it breaks some things down. I like how it breaks it down. Now I'm taking a balcony view at my own book, which 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 is uh, which I've I've never done. And I thank you for this because I love how I'm just looking at it from a balcony view. You know, it's about the reflective piece and how it can shift and turn and change. Um, no fancy pictures on the front. And you know, I like how it has like a little graphic organizer where it has the nine little circles. So if you think about it, visualize nine circles in a, interconnected. And within each circle, you have the endpoint path, the, the endpoint, the impact point. And these are points that affect every area of our lives, even with weight loss, even with me um, attempting to keep my sugar level, you know, in balance. Uh, blood pressure everything yeah what am I looking at what am I listening to what am I seeing what am I thinking and so it boils down to redefining the chaos 
we can always, we can take those nine points to redefine the chaos. And it's almost as if it's a strong accountability piece. What's the chaos that I'm feeling and sensing? Well, does it have to do with what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, my value system, my worship, my word, my, my worship system, my, uh, you know, um, what am I being obsessed about? Do I need to shift my obsessions? Uh, yeah. So that is the root of Val Nine Points of Impact. That That's how he gave it to me. It is my ready answer for the people who ask me, how did you get where you are? Because, and even, even like now, I'm going through some things now where God is opening, he's, he's opening doors. Um, and here's the thing, a lot of times we try to avoid chaos by avoiding certain things and if I had not made some decisions to go through the chaos, to navigate through the chaos, we wouldn't be talking here today. Absolutely. So we Absolutely. can we can look at chaos we can look at chaos as being a volcano. And we know that some beautiful things in Hawaii have been created from the lava and the ash. The, the volcanic action. Lord. Amen. 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 And that Amen. Let the church say it. Let the church say it on today. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was that was good for me. So okay, so your vow nine points of impact transformational guide to greater guide to greater. Where mm-hmm. can that be found? As well as because you've got a lot. You just said everybody got a book. Fifteen eleven hundred. <laughs> you got ten eleven hundred with your name on it. what there is power in partnership there is power in partnership it goes back to me talking about the fishermen and how there are just some things that you can't find in a pond or a lake that you're going to find in the depths of an ocean and so one decision can actually catapult you to the next level and you know it's going to be chaotic even with even in our thinking that's just like there there's some opportunities that have been presented to me so now I'm like, okay, I have to hear the right voice. Am I looking at the right thing? So now it's to the point where I'll turn things down. No, that's not for me. No, God is not calling me in that that direction. No, even though it sounds good and yeah, and you know, people say, oh, wow, Mm-mm. no, that's not for me. So we have to continue to be very strategic about um, the platform that we build you know, what nails and two by fours we use. And what happened was 
it seems as if, well, I guess a lot is kind of popping off. It seems as if a lot is popping off. Let me tell you what happened. Social media posts with nine different pictures on nine different flower flyers in, in nine minutes. I was like, this Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Get a whole separate calendar for all your itinerary. So I don't miss nothing. But, but, but <laughs> what happened was COVID. COVID pushed up one and pushed up like a, a couple endeavors. So there was supposed to be some releases in 2020. But what COVID did was COVID pushed them up into 2021. And so now with it being the first quarter and the second quarter of 2021, that's the reason why it seems like, ooh, it's a whole lot. Okay. So Even though... <laughs> <laughs> Even with, my, with my audience that wants to, wants okay. to follow you tell us where you can get the, the vow nine points of impact um book okay journal. okay okay vow nine points of impact transformational guide to greater can be purchased on amazon or it can be purchased on my website imtlblithers.com if you want an autographed copy and some other little goodies from me, guess what? You can send me a direct email at tblithers at gmail.com or uh, tblithers at netscape.net. Mm-hmm. And so my website, you can see all the different products, everything. Uh, yeah, ebooks about social media. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a whole lot of little stuff. And that's... But it's pow it's power in the partnership. I've done like three or four um collabs with with people and and you know just one collaboration can open up so many other doors to where you meet so many other people you know because by the time you start the journey and, and end the journey i mean you've met so many um wonderful people all across the world well i surely do um appreciate you giving me a section a segment of your time in your oh, ever busy schedule ever busy itinerary <clears throat> I certainly do, but you know what? This right here, Miss Matthews, Sister Matthews, with this podcast, Redefining the Chaos, thank you for creating that platform. Thank you for not shrinking back because definitely it is needed because there needs to be a, redef a redefining, a redefinition of the chaos because we live in a very chaotic world. And so it takes a powerful, strong warrior to say, you know what, I'm going to step up the plate. We're going to redefine this. We're going to talk about it. You know, we're going to sort it out and we're going to shift the perspective and reset the default. Thank you so much for that. Not a problem. Um, can you also, can you share, well, if you'd like to share your social media handles, because I know that's where they can kind of find out. Well, I don't know, on your website and everything you find your speaking engagements and everything listed on there as well yes um if they would like to book me um, with social media on instagram and facebook it is uh tl blithers author also in linkedin it's tamika l blithers on twitter it is uh my my t bly mm -hmm. 
Um, at Clubhouse, it is P. Blythers. Spell for your last those name, who are just on to make sure. Spell your last name. B, it's B-L-Y-T-H-E-R-S, Blythers. Now, look, I might want to throw my shameless plug in, but, you know, I don't, I don't have... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't have, you know, two email addresses and, you know, Clubhouse and all the... Yeah, I don't have Clubhouse. Yes, it's fine. Yes, yes you do. Because <laughs> when, I, when I say redefining the chaos would be a perfect room to go into, oh, my goodness, go ahead and start that room. Because, because it's a possibility that you could be sitting in the room with, with uh, well, you will be sitting in the room with women internationally. I mean, and I mean, we, we're talking about, you know, having some big, it's not about having big names, but I mean, with Clubhouse, the way that it works, anybody can come in the room. Right. Yeah. It could be, be 600 people in the room, Tyler Perry's in the room, you know, Tiffany Haddish is in the room. I mean, but, and th- that that's the beauty of this social media, where it's making connections where you know um we would think that these type of connections would have never been made before and so you have the answer you have the answer to so many women's questions about redefining the chaos that sounds like the title of something redefining the chaos i see you wink wink nod nod i see you i see you Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. now we're gonna we turn the page ever so slowly I'll do 12. That, that would be a perfect anthology with women and their chapters and how they redefine the chaos. Uh huh. Uh huh. But anyway, we gonna we gonna talk about that after the people. After the people. Okay. The people. Let the people get this part before we talk about okay. the part. Okay. Here we go. See, this is why. <laughs> this is why she can drop a dime in the middle of the church hallway and keep walking. She'll say something like that and keep walking like she's in it. And I'm standing there going, Tamika, what you said, Tamika, what? Tamika, and she's just like that's what was said. Yeah, hmm, you heard me, and keep on walking. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Nonetheless, if you would like to purchase anything from me, <laughs> um, my yeah. website is www.floodgatepurposeandpassions.com. Please go there, see what's happening. I've got my poetry book, um, previous podcast episodes from you know the redefining the chaos. And we have merch. I haven't dropped anything new in, in a, maybe about a month or so, but I am still in business. Please go and check me out. You can also check me out on all social medias, even TikTok. Lord, I am on TikTok. Oh, wow. TikTok? TikTok is a thing. I don't know. It's a thing. Vision. What you say? Vision and all that? Yeah, I need to. I need, yeah, yeah. I need to log yeah. Anyways, oh. so my first, my Facebook handle is Jaquilla Hunter Matthews. My Instagram handle and nope, my Instagram handle is Q U I L L A H seven five, and my Twitter and TikTok both is M S M I G A seven five Miss Mega seventy five. Now. I need you all to please and thank you. Go and check out Great. Miss Mika Blythers. Um, well, well, can we can we step back to your merchandise? You know what? I'm I'm so glad that you reminded me because see, I've got Mother's Day coming up, huh? and and there are some Mother's Day gifts on there that I'm going to get for some special mothers in my life. Oh, so super cute merchandise! So you guys go on over and check it out. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, check yeah. out both Tamika and I. Check out our website, our social medias, you know, pages. Please share, tag, whichever, you know, that's free. Nothing beats free. Yeah. And yeah. that way, you know, people will know God is doing some dope things in people's lives. Yeah. Yes, he is. And the opportunity can be afforded to you if you take that leap of faith and if that's what God is so requiring of you. Also, come back in two weeks, which will be May 3rd, right before Mother's Day, because I have mm-hmm. another super great guest. Now, she and I, we're going to talk about some Mother's Day things. We're going to talk about why she never wished, she didn't want anybody to tell her Happy Mother's Day, y'all. That's the kind of chaos she had going on for a minute. She never really wanted to hear it, but you know, we'll talk about that on May 3rd. So you guys mm-hmm. gotta come back and hear that chaos because Miss Blithers, she didn't give y'all all the tools on how to redefine some things. She didn't give y'all nine points of vow, uh, nine points of impact for the redefining to redetart, to re what's re-strategize. Mm-hmm. Um, reset the default. Reset the default. That is such a great statement. Um, I got, I got to put that on top. I don't know. But nonetheless, May 3rd, please come back. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that you don't miss out on that episode. And of course, I will still be redefining the chaos that was once in my life. Because thank God for the victory. The chaos ends now. Yes. I am no yes. longer considering what I've been through as chaos. I'm choosing to redefine situations and circumstances. Realizing that the chaos brought me closer and the redefining of such gives me total reassurance in my God. And through it all, I am still smiling. Yes. Thank you. Thank you.